Thanks so much for listening in to the Saints Hill Church Podcast. Our vision is to see heaven come to earth, and we do this by equipping the saints to know who they are in Christ, to walk in freedom through the truth, and make disciples who change the world. We hope this message draws you further into relationship with our Father, and if you would like to give to the mission of Saints Hill, please visit our website at saintshill.church. And thank you. Your generosity helps to keep Saints Hill going. Now, on to the message. The title of my message, if you're taking notes, is A Heritage of Yes. A Heritage of Yes. Uh, Throughout my talk, I'm going to be using these words kind of interchangeably. Um, uh, Legacy, heritage, inheritance. I see these as all kind of uh, interchangeable tonight. All of these things, legacy, heritage, inheritance, are all things as a believer that we are actually invited into. Okay? And and I have the privilege tonight to... uh, wrap up our vision series. This vision series has been a little bit different where we're actually looking at one of our 10 core values, and that's the legacy of heaven. Um, So I'm going to read that real quick. We have the privilege, say privilege. We have the privilege of leaving a legacy of heaven coming to earth to the next generation. See, I would argue that this is an invitation. That privilege is a key word for us tonight. It's an important word because it's, it's a privilege. It's a joy. We have an invitation to leave a legacy of heaven. And I would argue that every human has an invitation to leave a legacy. You're either leaving a legacy of earth, or when you put your faith in Jesus, you have the joy of leaving a legacy of heaven. You have the opportunity every day to, to deposit into an earthly inheritance or a heavenly inheritance. We're going to talk about a heavenly uh, legacy tonight, but I also, before we get into I want to be clear that the Bible also does talk a lot about, in Proverbs, it's important to leave an earthly legacy, so I'm not discarding that. Um, it's important to use wisdom with finances and leave a legacy, so I want to make that clear. But how many of you know that when Jesus came, he was on a mission, and it was a priority, his priority was his mission, on earth as it is in heaven. Right, And so therefore, his, I, I would argue that there's a, there is a priority in leaving a legacy of heaven. So a little definition here is uh, passing on a heritage, a legacy inheritance, is something that is actually possessed by one person. So it's, it's something that someone has, that they make decisions on, it grows, and then the end product of a heritage or legacy is that they are to pass it on to others that follow. It's very easy to think of this in an uh, earthly sense, right? So possessions, we have things called wills, trusts, businesses, uh, gifts, whether they're good or bad. See, in an earthly sense, it's also easy to think of these in a negative way, right? So it's kind of sad, but I think of even stories where maybe there's been parents or grandparents, unfortunately, that, that weren't necessarily living with that much wisdom. Maybe they didn't have, uh, maybe you are like a first-generation believer, Right? So there was something that was actually passed down in an earthly sense in a negative sense, right? Some people have even been unwise with finances and it left children and their descendants with like a heavy weight, right? And now I think about a spiritual inheritance of what can be passed passed down. I know for me, my mom and my grandma, they loved prayer. 
that was passed down. Of uh, I would actually see my family praying. Can you think about a house, though? Maybe you can uh, attest to this, and, and it's unfortunate, but a house that didn't have faith in God, right? Maybe uh, things like alcoholism, insecurity. These things can all be passed down. But as believers, we have the privilege, say privilege, of leaving a different legacy, one that creates a new family line, <laughs> a family line that ends dysfunction from, from now and everything before me. You have that opportunity. So even right now as a believer, le- leaving a legacy of heaven, do you see it as a privilege tonight? Do you see it as a joy? Do you, does it get you excited? Does it, does, do you feel an invitation to leave a legacy of heaven? See, when leaving a legacy of heaven, I would argue, I'm going to try and be a little uh, poetic here, picture legacy is like a boat, and it's, where you, it's, it's everything you have, and it's where you're going. I would argue, and we're about to see in the book of Hebrews, that actually faith, faith is almost the wind in the sail to your legacy. As a spiritual believer, faith Right believing in God, being convinced, convicted of the right thing is actually the win to your legacy. So your legacy that you're about to leave is the the biggest legacy you can leave of heaven is being a person of big faith. Being fully convinced on heaven coming to earth. If you're not fully convinced that heaven can come to earth, how are you going to leave a legacy of heaven? See, your constant yes to Jesus is what will leave a legacy of heaven. Having full faith in who he is. When you understand who Jesus is and who he is, you'll then see who you are. And because of what he's done, you will then, it will launch you into taking full advantage of, of, of the privilege of leaving a legacy of heaven. Say, I think about people uh, that have left legacies. Um, it, once again, it's easy to maybe think of it like in, in the natural. You think of maybe a financial hero of yours. There's definitely people that have left legacies in like sports, right? Or they created something of some sort. I would argue that those people, the people that we see, heroes of faith, if you will, maybe it's not Christian faith, they had faith towards something, a faith that pushed them into a land that no one occupied yet. Simply put, when someone leaves a financial inheritance for a family, we know that there was tough decisions that were made, right? So there's a person with faith that was moving towards a direction, and they sowed year after year so that they could reap in bounty. So in the natural, giving inheritance, creating legacy, I would say requires a person to be a pioneer, okay? Becoming a pioneer in the midst of civilians will allow you to leave a legacy in heaven. So somebody who creates their own path, they actually go and find some new land, they build something beautiful there, and they invite people to to come and occupy that land with them, and get this, they get to come without doing any of the hard work. That is legacy. That's inheritance. Does that sound like legacy to you at some level? Let me ask you this. Does that sound like what Jesus Christ did for you? (laughs) Doesn't it sound like some of the heroes of the faith? So I think about the pioneers that had faith in in the Bible. They had a steadfast yes towards God. So obviously Jesus being the first pioneer that left a legacy of heaven, 
right? He gave us, he, he was a pioneer that even reoccupied a land that now we get to inherit. Think about everything that one man did and how your life's completely different. I think about Abraham or Moses, or this is a really good one, David. David was a pioneer. This is crazy. He pulled something in from the new covenant into the old. That's a big deal. He was a pioneer, and what he did, what he modeled what it looks like to be a pioneer in relationship and worship. He was a man after God's own heart. So he did something. He went to a land that people haven't gone before, and that changes how we worship today. That's what you have an opportunity to have. Our staff here at Saints Hill actually has a a staff calling, um, like a description, a definition that we actually wrote up together, and I'd love to share that for you guys, because I really felt like it was a Sunday to invite you in on that. So it's up on the screen, it says this, Saints Hill staff is a team of pioneers, there's that word again, chosen to dig new wells of revival, that sounds like new land talk, right, and open old wells of renewal to see a town marked by his presence and goodness. So in order to leave a legacy of heaven, we must first understand that we are pioneers. We are pioneers of faith. Faith leaves, we're about to read it in Hebrews here in a bit, faith leaves a legacy that others will write about. So do you want to change your family line? Do you want to change your workplace? Do you want to change your business? Do you want to change a town, a city, do you want to change a place where it actually, hey, heaven can be, come here? That type of thing, that's being a big person of faith. Let's see. This is simple stuff. I've talked about this before, but faith is believing the gospel, believing what is true. When you believe what Jesus has done for you, I promise it will push you to become a pioneer you'll see the demand that is on your life. See, the Bible calls us many things now that we're born again. Um, And I I think sometimes the church forgets about some of this language. If you read through the scriptures, there's, we're called soldiers, (laughs) drafted in a war. Very soon here, we're going to see that actually you are a runner in a race. Okay. You're, You're a kingdom marathon runner. We forget that we are soldiers in a war. We forget that, that the gospel wasn't something that was supposed to just happen to us, but something that we now have to become. We forget that the faith in the gospel is actually what leads us to be now pioneers. Remember, we are in the world, but not of it. Like, I wonder how many Christians see their lives. I don't think any of them are here, hope. I wonder how many Christians see their lives as just going to heaven. They wake up every day for an earthly legacy. They try to get by with just the help of the Lord. They only go to the Lord for blessing. But instead, they forget that heaven was actually put back inside of them to leave a legacy. Let's skip down here. Let's, uh, if you have your Bibles, go to Hebrews 10. I want the writer of Hebrews to talk about this stuff. So you're like, is this just Jake thoughts or is this Hebrews? 
Go ahead and flip to Hebrews 10. This is going to be really exciting. I'm excited for this. Uh, to give a little context, very quick context of what we're going to be reading tonight, we're going to uh, read like one scripture of Hebrews 10, and then Hebrews 11 is what some scholars say. I would say, say it, maybe you said it, it's like the hall of faith. So Hebrews 11 is going to be this list of people that have left a legacy of heaven. And then legacy 12, I mean Hebrew legacy 12, Hebrews 12 includes us. This is going to blow your mind. I want to start at verse 35, Hebrews 10. So do not throw away your confidence. Say confidence. It will be richly rewarded. Sounds like inheritance stuff. You need to persevere. Say persevere. So that when, when, that's awesome, when you've done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Does that sound like inheritance talk? Does that sound like you're being invited into something? For in just a little while, he who is coming will come and will not delay. And but my righteous one, other translations say, but the righteous, that's you, will live by what? Faith. Okay? And I love this. And I take no pleasure in the one who shrinks back. And this is good news over my life and yours. But we, say we, do not belong to those who shrink back and are destroyed, but to those who have faith and are saved. Okay, so you're like, okay, so he's talking about inheritance. He's kind of inviting us into something. Um, maybe she, whatever. Um, that was a dumb theology thing, but maybe we'll talk about it later. Um, so faith, right? Okay, so this is the end of, of, of 10. Invitation to you. And then it almost like seems like it shifts gears to Hebrews 11 of like, okay, why are you telling us this? Okay, we're about to have see the heroes of faith. And what I love about this, even what we just heard, is that actually you need greater confidence so that you could per- persevere in faith. Confidence of what? Believing what God has said about you, what he's done. That confidence will lead to a perseverance that now you can live a life of faith that maybe sneak peek is how you leave a legacy, how you make the hall of faith. Let's see. Hebrews 11. Now what? Faith. So that thing that you now have, right, is confidence in what we hope for an assurance about what we do not see. I love this. This is what the ancients were commended for. You're like, okay, okay, we're about to read about the Hall of Faith. They were commended for faith, and you're telling me that that's what I have. Are you, are you tracking? So we're going to mostly camp out in, in Hebrews 12, but I, I want to quickly just look at, I want you to skim Hebrews 11 with me, because what you'll see is you see this, this phrase, almost every paragraph, it says, by faith, by faith, by a name, by faith, this ancient legacy maker did recounting their testimony. Does that make sense? So you see by faith. And what's very interesting, a quick little nugget here that's amazing, is chapter 11, I love this. This is going to set some people free. Is that you see, like verse 8, by faith, Abraham. So they're talking about Abraham, who left an amazing legacy of faith. It says, by faith, he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went even, even though he did not know where he was going. Skip down to like verse 11. And by faith, even Sarah who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Real quick, this is kind of crazy because this is the hall of faith. I don't know, 
I, I, I want to be very clear. I think Abraham and Sarah made your faith. But how many of you know, like, have you read their story before? And you're like, was it always faith? Sarah? I don't know if you remember Sarah. She did have faith. What we're seeing, she made the hall of faith, right? But how many of you, God came and told her, and she actually laughed. Do you guys remember that? And then she actually went a step further, and she lied about not laughing. That's crazy. But then it happened. Okay, that's interesting. But, like, is Hebrews, like, leaving some stuff out? That's kind of funky. Okay, but, like, keep, keep skimming down here. Uh, I need to flip my page. But, like, let's see, like, verse 20. By the faith of Isaac. 21. By the faith of Jacob. Now get this. Verse 23. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child. And they were not afraid of the king's edict, which is like orders. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be ill-treated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. I don't know about you. I definitely think, even theologically, I could say, um, Moses, huge man of faith. But I don't know about, you read Numbers, there's times where he was lamenting to God and almost felt like he was losing his faith. There's times where it felt like he was almost like getting into unbelief and even got emotional. Numbers 20, some translations, the title of Numbers 20 says, Moses disobeyed God. So this is a a little nugget for you of just this. This is New Testament. This is the New Covenant. This is how... Uh, the New Covenant writes about those people in, with faith. They had little faith, but they see it as big faith. So what does that say? This was a long-winded way of saying this. For you in the New Covenant, Jesus' blood, because all this was passed through Jesus in his covenant, Jesus' blood is always speaking better things over you. All you need is a little bit of faith, and he's about to put you in the hall of faith. It didn't go into those details. It actually said, oh, wait, he, he never gave into sin. He was a man of faith. Sarah never laughed. Jesus' blood is always speaking better things over you. Amen? How many of you are thankful for his blood that it actually wrote a new legacy over your life? That's good. Oh. I love this. Okay, chapter 12. I'm going to wrap up here very soon. Chapter 12. What's the first word of chapter 12? I heard Alex. Therefore. Therefore. What does that mean? What is it therefore? Thank you. Therefore. Okay, track with me. Are you guys kind of getting this? Hebrews, the end of Hebrews 10. Hey, this is who you are. You don't shriek back. You're actually called to faith. Like who? These cloud of witnesses who left a legacy. Therefore. Because of those, what does it say? Since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, oh gosh, let us throw off what? Everything. Other translations say every weight, hindrances, okay? Throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. This is one of those verses that gets you in trouble. But this isn't just Jake's idea. This is what the Bible says that actually we can live a life through faith that throws off things that entangle us. It doesn't say that we actually, uh, by leaving a legacy, and be, that we actually know how to manage sin. It says with faith we get to throw it off. 
It's good news. Throw off, throw off everything. Like I said, the other translation said weight. What is the weight? You actually get to throw off anything that is weighing you down of thinking old covenant. Anything, because this is in the context of faith. Therefore, because you see these cloud of witnesses, throw off anything that takes away confidence, perseverance, and faith. I love this. I'm skipping this stuff. Okay, ready? And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer, there's that word again, wow, and perfecter of faith. So it says you're in a race. What this is saying is that actually you have what the people had in the hall of faith. That actually now you get to run with perseverance for the race marked out for you. It's not Paul's race. It's not these guys. It says the race marked out for us. It's the legacy of heaven. Next verse. How do we run the race with perseverance? Sounds kind of hard, kind of stressful. I don't like running. No, here we go. Ready? Verse 2. It's pretty simple. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So how do you get into the hall of faith? How do you leave a legacy of heaven? You have a huge yes to Jesus. You fix your eyes on him, but how? Other translations say author and finisher of our faith. So how do you do that? You fix your eyes on Jesus, and everything you do in regards to leaving a legacy is you start where he finished. He is your foundation. He is your standard, but he's also where you're going. Oh, this is so good. Ready? Moving on in the verse says this, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I love this because Jesus, in leaving a legacy of heaven, is our great model. He endured the cross. See, this whole idea of legacy, this whole idea of being in a race, perseverance, this was all Jesus' idea. This is good news because it, it shows that he did it all first. Jesus won't ever invite you into something that he hasn't already accomplished and gotten victory over. And therefore, he gives you his victory so that you can endure and persevere. Last verse of the night. I hope somebody's getting something. I know I'm getting sweaty. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners. I love this promise. So that you will not grow weary and lose heart. So you were made for legacy. You were made for purpose. You were made for the long haul. To have perseverance. To have perseverance like Jesus, the first pioneer. And I love this. How do you not lose heart? In, this, in this, this long race, you consider him. You, in everything that you do, you considered he endured first, so I can endure. So you're in a race. You're a pioneer. Let's see here.
Let's all stand. I had a lot more there, but this is what I want to do. I think there's just some people that this is, this is what I'm saying. This is my message. Here we go. I'm here to wake you up and say, hey, you're in a race. The time is now. You're a soldier that's in a race. We must abide in him. It's so easy to find our identity in the Christian things of doing, like the, the things we do as Christians, but the gospel is becoming. You're in a race. Paul knew that. Later on in Timothy, he, he used language like, I finished the race. You're invited to legal, leave a legacy of heaven. And that starts with you realizing I'm in a race. Every day counts. You believing in faith, right? It actually, in, the, in Proverbs says, righteousness redeems time. Now's the time. Believe that you're right standing with God. Step out. Okay? So this is what I want to do to end. Um, I want to declare some things as fast as we can because some of you just need to remember who you are in Christ to get you out of the funk. So we're going to put some stuff up here, and I highly encourage you, if you have your phone, take photos of this if you want to, so you can go back, okay? I wrote these up, and I got really excited. Here we go. Let's say this together. I'm accepted. Oh, I think one person believes that they're accepted. Okay, one, two, three. And 1 Peter 2.9 says this, But you are a chosen pe people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. That's a big deal. Worship team, you can come up. Next slide. Ready? One, two, three. I belong. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. That's good news. My life has a purpose. There's two scriptures here, but here's one. Jeremiah 29, 11. Declare it. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Wow. Boom. Okay, next. Here we go. I am safe and provided for. <laughs> You're rotting your staff, they comfort me. Take time this week, read Psalm 23 over you and watch how safe you feel in his arms. Next slide. One, two, three, here we go. I have hope and, and quote, future worry can't touch me. Let's say it again. I have hope and future worry can't touch me. Is anyone excited? Okay. Proverbs 3, 5, 6, Proverbs 19, 21. This is what 3, 5 through 6 says. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him and he will make your path straight. Worry can't touch you. Next one. I can feel people getting excited now. They're kind of getting it. Oh, wait, I remember who I am. Here we go. One, two, three. Christ is in me right now, the hope of glory, and he wants out. Here we go. Colossians 1.27 says this. To them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. This is no more sitting on the sidelines. Okay? Next one. I triumph over the evil one, and I'm free from myself. The weight of selfishness doesn't have to exist. Revelation 12.11 says this. They triumphed over him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their life so much as to shrink from death. That's good news. Next one. 
Oh, here we go. Every voice. I have power given to me by the Holy Spirit for it to move through me. Look at all these scriptures. Go read them. But Mark eleven twenty three says this. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that they say it will happen, it will be done for them. <sighs> Ready? I love this one. How are you going to leave a legacy? These are all ingredients of you leaving a legacy, knowing who you are. Ready? Days of tired and fatigue are gone. Whoa, wow. You don't need to be weary? Okay. Matthew 11, 28, 30 says this. Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Is there another? I operate from joy and peace. Some of you need to believe this right now. Look at all of these right here. But Romans 15, 13 says this. May the God of hope fill, fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You're about to leave a legacy. Is there any more? That's it. Thanks for listening. If we can do anything to help you or if you want to stay in the loop with what is going on in and around the church, you can follow us on Instagram, download the Saints Hill app in the App Store, or visit our website.